when I was a kid, I remember wanting to do one thing more than anything else, and that was to be an astronaut. Then when I turned 10 years old, I realized I couldn't be an astronaut because I couldn't be a fighter pilot because I was going to wear glasses. That was a hard day in my life. Maybe you remember that one thing that you wanted to do as a kid. Maybe it was to be a fireman or maybe it was to be a princess or maybe like my daughter, it was to be a baby dinosaur. But whatever it was, it drove you and it gave you purpose. That's the same thing it does when we choose to do that one thing that Jesus calls us to. My name is Trey Rhodes and I'm the Connections Pastor here at Northwood Baptist Church and thank you for all for listening. We got a huge surge last week of listeners and I appreciate all that uh, you listen to and all that you uh, hopefully gain from listening to the uh, uh, podcast, helping you understand the Word of God and, and as I always recommend, uh, go and listen to Pastor Tommy's sermon. Uh, this time it's a missionary, Don Broker's sermon and it'll still be under April the 30th and all you do is go and click on uh, Northwood Baptist Church in North Charleston, South Carolina on YouTube and you can watch it there and then you can come and you can uh, have a good way to start the process of, of asking questions and doing a Bible study. So if you're doing a Bible study with your family, maybe you're doing a Bible study at home, maybe you're doing a Bible study at work or whatever it is, this is a great opportunity. And if you would like to be on our list of people that hear the Word of God and then want to teach the Word of God or ask questions, bring discussion about the Word of God to where you are and what you do, then please let me know because I'll put your name on our list and you can get those documents every single week and it's free to you, okay? Well, we are in going to be in Philippians chapter 3. We're going to be looking at verses 12 through 16. So if you have your Bibles, you might want to go ahead and turn there. And we're going to be talking about this one thing and we're going to discover a little bit about the Apostle Paul and what he thought and how, why he thought these things and what he was going through and then ultimately what Jesus did, the one thing that Jesus did for all of us. So get your Bibles turned to Philippians chapter 3. We're going to start in verse 12. So uh, as you do that, I do want to thank you for continually going out there and recruiting and getting small groups to be a part. In the month of April, we averaged 454 in our small groups. And that's from birth to adults. We always use that number because that's who uh, is in our small groups, and we care so much. Just our adults alone, though, uh, we had everywhere from 304 one week to uh, all the way to uh, 323. And then a couple weeks, we were a little lower, 250, just adults in Bible study. So there's still a lot of people at church that aren't in Bible study on Sunday morning here at Northwood. So... If you'd like to get them in your Life Connection group and you see somebody that you don't know, the chances are they probably aren't in a Life Connection group, or even if they are, they haven't been attending. So make sure that you're getting out there and getting that information and inviting them to come be a part of your Life Connection group. And I believe that, as Pastor Tommy has said so many times, that their best spiritual growth will happen in community when the people of God come together and encourage each other and build each other up. Together, praying for one another, encouraging each other, caring for one another, and learning the Word of God in true fellowship with one another. All right, well, we are talking about this one thing, and we're going to jump straight into the sermon just to kind of give you a reminder of what the message was about, and then we'll go straight into the questions. 
He began with that illustration about the guy, Hiro Onada, who stayed on his post for 29 years after the war was over, and he would stay at his post until he was relieved by his commanding officer. He said, I have one job to do, and that is to stay where I was told to stay. And when he finally got out 29 years later, he, he thought that he did the right thing. So either we believe the Word of God or we don't believe it. It, sh it really is supposed to shape everything we do, all under the control of the Lord. And, and what we're going to look at today is three key elements that we'll, we're going to see Paul modeling Jesus and uh, making Jesus his one and main ambition. So the first key element is this. We must have a proper view of who we are in Christ and our need for the ongoing work of the Lord in our lives. We must have a proper view of who we are in Christ and our need for the ongoing work of the Lord in our lives. Now, we, that means that we've got to be open and honest about those uh, with those around us. Uh, this side of heaven, we're always going to be growing. We're always, we're, we're always trying to be more of who Christ has called us to be. And uh, so then when we recognize our own weaknesses and inadequacies, and we all have plenty of them, we magnify God's work that is happening in and through us. This is a lifelong pursuit. It's the idea that Paul said, I, not that I have already obtained because he hasn't, nor have we. It's not possible to reach perfection with this side, on this side of heaven. So God teaching us, uh, one thing that he said that they learned on the mission field very well was God teaching them what it means to be humbled. And he thought that that was a wonderful gift. You know, the idea is that God doesn't need me, but I should be willing to be used in the way that he wants. Have the same kind of humility. God, you use me how you want. Be willing to listen to those who are more mature in the face so that I can know how they made it through. Number two, we must live our lives with a central purpose that focuses on pursuing Christ. He says, this one thing I do, uh, and he quoted D.L. Moody. He said, D.L. Moody once said, this one thing I do, not these 50 things I dabble in. Unfortunately, I think we're most of us are a bunch of dabblers. Forget those things that are in the past, he says. Past failures, past sin, uh, and he said part of the reason that is, Don said that you can't even share the gospel because you think that they know all about you or maybe they do know all about you. And then when we have past successes that we hang on to, it makes us say things like, you know, I'm just going to get out of the way and let the younger generation do it. Um, so he goes, goes through and gives some illustrations about all the different people. If you want to use those, they're on the, the trays notes outline if you want to go back and use those, all right? Uh, we must also have, have the same kind of focus as Paul. Paul said, this one thing I do, pursuing Christ and winning the world. That's what he wanted to do. As he pursued Christ, win the world. So we must know our purpose, and it must impact all we do. So we have to ask the questions like this. What is my one thing? Where do I spend most of my time? Uh, you know, if you, if you are talking about, you know, where do I spend my time, then you might need to pray and ask God to show you. How about this, though? What about talking to others and, and saying, hey, what do you think I am passionate about? Um, what do others say about me? Think about this. What, what, are, what are people going to say when I'm gone? What, what are they going to write in my obituary? Uh, our families need to know, whether and it's your wife or your kids or whoever, they need to know that you are pursuing Jesus. The greatest problem in the world right now is not politicians' problems or the economy or... Uh, the, the border, the problem that is greatest in the world right now, and by the way, always will be, is lostness. 
What's the only fix to that problem? Jesus and the gospel. That's why it has to be our one thing. And then the third key element, we must strive for a growing maturity in the faith. We're, we're never done growing. We grow as we follow the Lord. So how do we grow in maturity? And you listed out three things here. We spend time in God's word and in prayer. I think that goes without saying. I mean, I think we all know that. And I think probably everybody in your Life Connection group knows that. But the question is, do we do that? Do we get up that extra 30 minutes so that we can spend time with the Lord? And then when we pray, pray things like, Lord, I ask you to do your will in me. Uh, second, second, second opportunity we have is we expect that God is going to use us in accomplishing his plans. We expect that there's a, a level of what he says, a level of expectation when we get up in the morning that God's going to use us to help accomplish his plans. You know, it's the idea that God has a ministry and a mission for me. We, we're constantly asking God, how do you want me to serve me, you? Uh, bring someone that needs to hear the gospel today. You know, bring, bring someone to me that needs to hear the gospel. And don't miss the opportunities when God does that. And then third, we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and we seek to obey him. It's time to step out of my comfort zone. God, you can actually use me. You know, what, what happens though is we get so used to saying the word no that it mutes the ability of God to use us because we say no, 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 no. We kind of put God in a box and we say, God, I will be the one who determines how you use me. You know, if, if I go to this neighborhood and I, and I go to this school and I go to that place to work and, and on and on and on, we give God all these parameters and then, then you can use me, God. But the, quest, the, what, but the attitude needs to be that we need to step out in faith and we need to choose to be used by God. And, and he, he talked about going overseas and you need to bring that up to your Life Connection group. Constantly be pumping those things. You know, there might be somebody in your, in your Life Connection group that needs to go Maybe not to overseas. Maybe they can start in Boston. You know, we're going to Boston in June. Maybe they can be involved in that. So be intentional about investing in others. You need to be poured out as well in, into as well. So invest in others and let others invest in you. When we're focused on the Lord. We steward well all that he has given us. So how do you want to use me? That's our question. Well, we are, we are aligning ourselves with God. You know, and so he, he lifts out these, these three bullet points. Am I willing to lay my life on the altar and allow for God to use me however he wants? Number two, is there a sin or a habit in my life that I need to confess and stop doing? And number three, what is the one thing that I can start doing this week to align my life with God's purpose? If someone has never trusted Christ as Savior and order their life, they certainly cannot align their lives with God's purpose. And maybe somebody in your life connection group is like that, so you might want to share that and ask them to come to Christ, all right? All right, let's talk about this one thing, and let's go jump right into the message, and the, the scripture's up there if you want to use it, or hopefully everybody will bring the Bibles. I would encourage you to encourage people to bring the Bibles, and uh, what I like to call is, is the hard Bible. We tell our, our students all the time, you know, I'm glad you have uh, the Bible on your phone, and that's great, but what we want is a hard copy of the Bible, you know, hardback, or a leatherback, or whatever, something like that, something that's not a phone. All right, honesty time. Uh, now, um, maybe, maybe you want to tell something about missions. Maybe talk about you didn't know the three and a half billion people that never heard the gospel, whatever it is. Um, learn about missions. Maybe you want to share that and start get, get it every, everybody talking. Uh, what do you think it means to finish well in the Christian life? He talked about that as we find that one purpose, but let them talk about that. Uh, so uh, let's get into examining the text, and then we're going to read Philippians chapter 3, verse 11. So I hope that you'll turn, like I said, in your Bibles to that. And uh, he says this, Not that I've already obtained this. 
So the question is this, in verse 11, what was Paul trying to obtain? He was trying to obtain godly living in Jesus Christ. That one thing so that he could reach a lost and dying world around him. That's what he wanted to do. And that's what should be our goal as well, to do those things that honor and glorify him, that point others to Jesus Christ. That's what it's about. That's how we live, and that's what we do. All righty. Um, let's go to number two. Uh, twice in this passage, Paul says, press on. We do that in chapter 3, verses uh, 3, verses 12, and verse 14. So you might want to have someone turn there and read some of that with you as, uh, as, as you uh, take the Word of God and begin to make it a part of 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 your life connection group. So what does Paul mean when he uses this phrase? Press on. Uh, now, Don used the example of everybody in the, in the Olympics to move forward, to press on, to press toward the mark. In other words, it's, it's the picture of people running their, uh, running their life, uh, for, running their life forward like a race where they push to get across the finish line, right? So that is exactly what we're talking about push to get across the finish line like God would have us do. And that's, that's how we press on. What does it mean to press on in the Christian life? Well, I think we just answered that. It's, it's to say, Jesus, I want to be more like you. Jesus, I want to accomplish your will, your plan, and your purpose in my life. Number three, what is the goal that Paul is after? So what is the goal that Paul is after? Um, you might want to share that with everybody. Um, maybe you have a different goal than everybody else, and I can't really tell you if, what, what that means. But, uh, but what, is, what is the goal that Paul is after for you? you know, is, it, is it to um, you know, be the biggest, uh, the biggest, baddest guy out there? Is it to be the guy that knows the most theology out there? Is it what he said, pursuing Christ and winning the world as he wins the world? Is that what it is? Uh, how should that goal motivate you to press on in your faith? Well, if we will say to Paul, Paul, if that's your goal, then my goal should be similar, that I want to do everything I can to become all that Christ wants me to be so that this lost world that has the biggest problem, which is lostness, that I can be that mouthpiece. So when they come, I can do the three opens, remember? We, Lord, I pray that you would open their hearts, that uh, you would open the door, Actually, it's open the door so that they may open their hearts and that I may open my mouth. Okay, so use the three opens to be able to share the good news of Christ when God brings someone your way. Now, Paul writes in number four, uh, the fourth question under explain the text or examine the text, Paul writes about forgetting what lies behind. What was Paul trying to forget? Well, it's obvious, I think. Uh, Paul was probably the most murderous uh, person and that we know of in the first century, uh, outside of maybe a Nero, uh, where he was willing to take the lives of brothers, Jewish brothers, that were now following Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord of their lives. And so he was willing to take their lives. He was willing to put them in prison. He was willing to do everything he could to stop the church. Can you imagine how much he wanted to forget that? You know, if he could not have forgotten that, he could have never gotten by, never gotten by. And, and moved on and moved forward and become everything that he needed to be. 
All right. Um, why was forgetting what was behind him so important that he tried to press on? I just said that. All right. Number five, Paul not only forgets what lies behind, he also strains forward. Again, that picture of straining forward or pressing on, being consistent with the pressing on. Now we're saying not only are we trying to run toward the goal, when we get towards the goal, we move towards it and we do everything in our power to get across that finish line and win the prize that God has for us. That's how we strain forward. So then how do we strain forward as followers of Jesus? We give everything we have. We, we have that same kind of focus. We, we know our purpose and the impact that it's going to have in all that we do. That's how we do it. Number six, Paul encouraged the church at Philippi to follow his example, Philippians chapter 3, verse 17. And the Bible says, Join in imitating me, brothers and sisters, and pay careful attention to those who live according to the example you have in us. Is this a prideful or arrogant statement? It seems almost like it, doesn't it? Uh, so Paul, though, he goes, why did, why did Paul want the church at Philippi to follow his example? Because he was knew that he had that single focus, that single goal in life, and he wanted them to have that single focus. Not, and he was not saying to follow him because he is such a great person. He would say, I have not arrived yet, as we talked about in the message. He's not arrived. I've not gotten there. But I want you to follow the example of choosing to do that one thing. All right, Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. Our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly wait for a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. So what does it mean to live as a citizen of heaven? Well, there's two things. Number one is that we don't live like the rest of them. We don't live like this world. We're, we're, we're not of this world. We're strangers and aliens, the book of 1 Peter talks about. Um, but, but it's more than that. It's also we're ambassadors to this world that we live in. We are pulled away from the world so that we can go back to the world and be an ambassador for Jesus Christ as we do that one thing, living out Christ. We want to give a, as the ambassador, we want to be able to give a great illustration of what it happens when Jesus changes his life and that he can change yours. That's the picture of the citizen of heaven. All right, let's apply the truth. Number one, do you feel like you slowed down in your pursuit of Jesus? Well, they're going to have to answer that themselves, but maybe they have. Maybe you have. Maybe you want to, you know, we talked about being honest with people. Well, maybe you just need to be honest and get down and, and share maybe some things you're struggling with, that you're struggling with right now. Uh, what happened to cause you to slow down? So what is, maybe it was a, something bad that happened. Maybe it was actually something good. You know, a lot of times God draws us to himself when we're in the most difficult of trying circumstances. It's sometimes the good things that draw us away. I'll never forget a pastor telling me uh, I had a big fancy vehicle drive down my driveway, drive, drive down the driveway at the church. And as, he, and as he drove off, he said, you know what I see? I said, yeah, man, brand new truck. He says, yeah, I see your tithe going out that driveway. You see, because they got their focus off of what God should have been doing. Now, I can't tell you. I can't tell you if he was right about that or not. And that might be jumped in conclusions. All I'm saying is that let's not get the worldly things in front of God's things. Let's make sure that our pursuit and our passion is right and that we are listening to people as they say, I can see you're passionate about this. I, I, it would be better. It would be an honor if you would be more passionate about these. Okay, on and on and on. All right. So what does it mean to live the Christian life with focus and intensity? Well, we choose that one thing and we do it with everything we have. It's very simple. 
um, and try to get them, talk, talk them through that. Uh, oh, we missed number two. How does our past distract us from living for Jesus in the present? I think uh, the two things that he talked about, the failures and the successes. If we're failures, then we can, we can maybe not ever think that God can use us. If it's successes, we think, well, we just, you know, that's, that's old, that happened in the past, and I'm just going to get out of the way, and, and I'm just going to let somebody else do it. Don't, don't, those are both terrible ideas. All right, number four. If your children were to imitate your Christian faith, how would that make you feel? That's a big one. You know, there might be somebody in your class that doesn't have children, but tell them about their friends. Tell them about their little brother or sister. Tell them about their nephews or nieces or maybe, maybe even somebody at school. If they were to imitate your Christian faith, how would that make you feel? Would it make you feel good or would you make you be, be sad because you're not following as you should be with that single focus in mind? So the next question is, and this is really a hard question, is your faith worth imitating? And you might want to let just, uh, when you ask that question, just back off a little bit and let them think about it and lead it right straight into prayer. What is God calling you to do as we respond to the truth? Number first thing, what do you think God's calling you to do in response to Philippians chapter 3? What is the response that you're going to make? And then number two, how will Philippians 3, 11 through 20 inform the way that you pray this week? So how does that happen? All right, that one thing, since we're talking about that one thing, let's, let's, let's talk about it and get down here. What could you do today to be more focused in your relationship with the Lord? Okay, what is that one? Maybe, maybe you need to remove something. Maybe you need to add something. May, and when I'm saying remove, maybe, maybe um, your uh, television has gotten in the way of your having your time with the Lord in the morning because you want to watch the news or whatever it is. So you maybe need to remove that. You might want to add something. Maybe you say, you know, I, I've, I, I'm just sitting there kind of uh, drinking my coffee and I'm not doing anything, maybe sitting at the kitchen table. And uh, I need to add something. Why don't we add some scripture to it? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll add a prayer and just get focused on what God wants to do. Maybe it's adding that time that you can share with the Lord, right? Share, share the Lord with others, excuse me. Maybe you need to add that into your life. Look for those opportunities to share Christ. All right, guys. Well, that's, uh, that's the uh, lesson for today. I hope that that's helped you. And I hope that your Life Connection group goes well. Thank you once again for all your hard work and continuous work. And I know uh, that uh, you caring for others is a big deal. And I do want to put a plug in for the little sheet of paper that we send out. And hopefully you're going to be able to fill in some of those things as you find out people are not doing well or people are in the hospital or things we need to pray about, things we need to help people, things we need to encourage them. So when that comes to you on Monday morning, if you would just take... Uh, maybe by Monday evening or maybe by Tuesday, uh, take just some time. And, and if, if one of your prayer requests, we find out about something so that we can begin to pray and encourage and work through them. And that will help uh, us as staff to be able to take care of the people and their needs, as you do as well. I know that you're doing the same thing. But uh, we also need to know so that if nothing else, we can be in prayer and know what's going on. Okay? Well, thank you so much. And I appreciate you listening, and I look forward to seeing you on Sunday. By the way, I'm doing a lot better. Thank you for your prayers for that. I feel last two days have been really strong days, and I'm not back where I was yet, but I'm certainly much further down the road than I was last week at this time. So let me pray for you, and I will see you on Sunday. Father, I pray that you would give us a desire and a passion for that one thing in our lives that we can serve, honor, and please you with. Lord, may we, may we, if we need to ask you, Lord, what is that one thing that 
We can do that or maybe ask our friends, what is that one thing? Or we can examine our lives and say, I'm so passionate about that, but I should be more passionate about Christ. But how does he want to use you? What can he do to use you? What is it in your life, your your time, your talent, your resources? Let us ask those kind of questions of you, Lord. What can I do? What is that one thing I can do to be more focused in my relationship with you? Lord, I pray that as we teach this this, uh, this, this series, this, uh, this passage of Scripture, that you would help us to be focused on what you would have us do as well. And that we would speak from a heart of desire and passion to be that kind of Christian as Paul was and as Jesus was. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, God bless you, and uh, have a wonderful weekend.